Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, folks. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with the collision of faith in politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend. Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through his riveting national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country with a pedal to the metal with today's edition of The Collision of Faith and Politics. So, buckle up. Here is your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Shaw, the Ninja Pastor, with today's show. Well, welcome, America. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Collision of Faith and Politics. This is the fastest hour in radio. It's going to be 90 minutes today. Listen, our first hour uh, over to our other network uh, was just a smash hit. And so I expanded today's show to 90 minutes. Uh, This is something, if you can text your friends, anybody that's interested in concealed carry, uh, you know, they carry a gun. They have a gun in their house. They have a gun to protect themselves and their family and their home. I want you to know that um, this is one of the most important radio shows you're ever going to hear. And that sounds so much like hyperbole, but it's it's not. It's a real deal. And, um, you know, it, the, you wouldn't believe the number of questions and uh, messages and all that stuff I got from the first uh, the first hour. So this will be 90 minutes so we can go a little bit deeper and, and really, really give you uh, what you need here because uh, our guest, um, it will blow your mind, folks. If you're a Second Amendment person, if you own a gun, you're thinking about owning a gun, you're thinking about carrying a gun, you're thinking about getting your concealed carry permit, you're thinking about just having a gun in your nightstand at your house, you must listen to this show. Straight up. You're not going to regret it. By the way, the chat room is open. I'm I'm not the best at using it. I'll apologize in advance. I try to pop over there and look and uh, moderate it and all that stuff, but uh, you know I'm I'm honestly not the best at it. And uh, but I will I will clip over there. Look, I just looked over just now. See, we got some people over there. Uh, but uh, you know I love that. I love getting your feedback. I, I love hearing what people think of the show. And uh, some people have my direct, and they private message me through Facebook. And so I love all that. It's great great uh, feedback. The phone lines are open, too, although I'm not positive. I will get to calls today. I'm not absolutely positive, but give it a try. We have our guest on hold on the line, so we'll go to him shortly. I want to welcome all the warfighters and sheepdogs, uniformed and clandestine service, standing on the line for us. Hello to our United States Marines from the Tidewater area, and hello to the United States Army Rangers and Ranger instructors listening in today. Hello also to the United States Navy SEALs listening in as you work out overseas and uh, parts unknown. Thank you for listening. No, I'm not going to share your messages with the audience. And yes, 
Uh, two of them are very funny. Buzz uh, cracked me up with his little picture, although it is weird, and you you all are weird and still love you, but you're still weird. Um, I'll just that's all I'll say about that. And uh, but thank you all for listening. Thank you for serving. Uh, I'm a veteran, and and as long as I'm at this microphone, I will not allow our country to forget about you. Welcome to my gold star families. You're a fraternity nobody wants to join. Hey, America, you know that there's people in your town that have lost children, spouses, parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, brothers or sisters, and these wars we're fighting right now. And I'll tell you what, uh, it's going to ramp up even more. It's going to it's going to be it's going to be worse. They're bringing the fight to us because our president, our administration, did not do his one constitutional job, which was to protect and defend this country from all enemies, foreign and domestic, to uphold the Constitution. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. Anybody that's listening to the show, you know, uh, the guy's, to me, he should be uh, investigated, prosecuted, and arrested and then punished to the fullest extent of the law. But that's just me. But uh, one of the areas where he's really failed, and, and we failed as a country, is is in how we treat our Gold Star families, because they're, they're there. There's 7,400 that have died in this, in this conflict, active duty service people, and, and countless more clandestine service. Uh, for those of you who don't know, clandestine service is CIA and other uh, covert operators. And they're in the fight. Trust me when I tell you, they're in the fight. They never get a parade. They never get applauded. All they get is a blue star on a wall with no name. And you don't know how they died. You don't know how heroic they were. You don't know the sacrifices they made. Even their families don't know. Pray for them. Look for opportunities to serve them. You say, well, I don't know who they are. Well, why don't you know? They're in your town. They are, they are in your town. It is your job to know. It's your job to know these things. Special shout-out to the great Gold Star families. You guys know I have three uh, Gold Star families. Not that the other um, Gold Star family uh, groups or, or, or uh, veteran support groups or other things aren't great. These are just the three that, from a Gold Star family standpoint, that I've chosen to uh, support and promote, and that is uh, the Michael Strange Foundation. Listen, love you guys, Charlie and Marianne, and uh, the Hill Groups. You guys are in there, and all the other great volunteers just doing yeoman's work. America's Mighty Warriors. Debbie Lee, like a sister, I love you, sister. I love your heart for God. I love your heart for the mission. That's why so many uh, SEAL families and SEALs call you Mama Lee. And, uh, you know, appreciate what you do. Karen and Billy Vaughn with Operation 300 and For Our Son. You took the just a, a horrible, horrible event in your life. You turn it around. Now you're you're blessing people, thousands and thousands of families all across the country. And and the stuff you guys are doing, I want to thank uh, Sean and Angie. You guys are patriots. You put the U in the USA. If only other people around you knew what all you do. And it's uh, it's it's just powerful. Hey, listen, Michael Strange Foundation, a benefit. Um, you notice I'm rushing because uh, our guest today, our first hour, I'm telling you, was absolutely, I knew that it would be. I knew that it would be a hit. Uh, I knew that people would lose their mind over it, and um, I want to say, you know, it was everything I'd hoped it would be and more, and I know that you guys over here, you're going to be really, really pleased. So if you have the ability to text your friends while you're listening, if you're listening on a smartphone, I don't know if you have a Wi-Fi connection, but however it is you can make that happen, 
Uh, it's really important. Plus, we'll have a playback usually within 30 seconds to a minute after the show. Uh, the show's engineered, converted into an MP3 podcast, and then you'll be able to listen after the show. So don't panic. If I give out a bunch of information, it's going to be in a lot of different places. It's going to be on our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, Sean, an active duty fireman, he, uh, he, he built the page and he keeps it up to date. So everything I say, if there's a number, an address, or a link, or something like that, it's always there. But April 11th, this is a benefit fundraiser. It's a beef and beer. You know what that includes? Beer and beef. Beef and beer. Love it. April 11th, 2015, 8 p.m. till midnight at St. Dominic's Church, famous church there in Philadelphia, 8510 Frankfurt Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So listen, if you're from Philly, uh, really anywhere in Delaware, northern Delaware, especially New Jersey, uh, you know, any, any of these areas, you, this is something you can go to. This is a, a benefit for the Michael Strange Foundation. And there, there's a guy there by the name of Joe Conklin. He's amazing. He's a man with a thousand voices. He's going to DJ Eminem. He'll be there. Uh, there's going to be a Chinese auction, 50-50 T-shirt sales. T-shirts you can't get anywhere else. Uh, really, really awesome stuff. There's going to be a special auction item. And I know by the time we get, get to the date, um, there'll be even more stuff there that you, you're going to want to be bidding on or, or telling your friends that like to collect memorabilia. But there's a signed Philadelphia uh, Flyers jersey. Sign. I didn't sign it. What if I sign it's not worth anything? But it's signed by the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, so that would be pretty awesome. Those be some guest speakers from the Navy SEALs. It's $30 per person. Um, there's 7,400 nationwide that have, are, are, have been killed in action, uh, probably a little bit more than that, actually, in the Iraq and Afghanistan war alone. And with this president's, uh, to me, treasonous and egregious rules of engagement, uh, that number will grow. So we have to put pressure on uh, to change policy to strip away these ROE, uh, but we also have to care for and love these families who, listen, if you think the government's going to help them, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, this government hates the military, hates anything to do with the military, and uh, I'm just going to tell you, um, you, you, need to, uh, you need to understand that when you see photographs of or video of the first lady and the president dealing with veterans. They don't like veterans. They don't like uh, military. They don't like combat. They, they don't. They don't like any of that stuff. They're, they're, this is not who they are. They're they're communistic. Uh, they they just don't care. Come on, you, you know it. I know it. Somebody needs to be able to say it. Uh, people have said to me before, and I get death threats. You know that's that's something that happens because of my stance on Islam. Uh, you know my thing is stop cutting off heads. Stop stop burning people alive in a cage. Stop raping women. You know, I can go to the page in your Quran and tell you exactly where it says that you can do that. Uh, rape women. Conquest. You know, all the way down to little little girls. Yeah, Don't tell me your religion is religion of peace. I've read your Quran three times. I'm working through it now again. I've read The Reliance of the Traveler or Umdad Asalik. I'm a nationally, internationally known expert on Islam. And I can tell you, um, if you tell me that you're a Muslim and that it's a peaceful faith, then I'm here to tell you, you, you don't know what your own faith says. You don't know what your own holy book says. I'm just saying. So anyway, you call Charlie Strange, 215-983-4470, or Mary Strange, wonderful lady, 215-779-5495. Tickets for the March 14th Flyers game 
They're playing the Detroit Red Wings. This game is going to be played in tribute uh, to hometown hero Michael Strange. He was attached to DevGrew, literally one of the best crypto, uh, cryptologic technicians, in other words, code breakers, ever in the history of the Navy. And he was attached to DevGrew. He's killed in Extortion 17. You purchase those tickets by contacting Nick Marchiasello, Marchiasiello, uh, sorry, buddy, I massacre your name, at the Flyer sales office. His number is 215-218-7528. Don't panic. Don't stress. Um, don't trip. All this information is on the God and Country Facebook page. And uh, so you just go to facebook.com backslash God and Country radio show uh, or radio, whatever it is, and, and you go there, and all this information will be right there. Real quick, you've heard all these crazy things going on in the public schools. You've heard teachers telling students, your children, folks, that these are just not innocuous, imaginary people. These are your kids telling your kids, your neighbor's kids, your friend's kids, they can't tote their Bible, can't bring their Bible to school. They can't read their Bible during recess. They can't read their Bible during study hall. can't have their Bible out. It's offensive to other people. Separation of church and state. You've heard all the crazy stuff. You've heard this. These are true stories, folks. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not making these up. Um, you, you can't wear that T-shirt because it's got a cross on it. You can't wear that T-shirt because it's got an image of your Jesus on there on the cross. You've, you've got, uh, you know, whatever, you know, whatever kind of shirt. You can't wear those things. Hey, uh, we're going to suspend you, uh, Mr. Football Player, for looking up to heaven and pointing or kneeling and praying uh, when you got a touchdown. Hey, valedictorian, we're going to hold back your your high school diploma because we told you don't say anything about Jesus in your in your valedictorian speech, and, uh, well, you did it, and so we're holding it back from you. Well, listen, you felt helpless. I know that you have. See, this is why I'm going to tell you something. This is why you want to get involved. You want to get deeply involved in school boards. You see, the liberals, the left, have flooded school boards. They choose textbooks. They choose curriculum. They choose all these things. They choose policy because they want to advance their pro-gay, uh, their pro. Listen, if you're gay, that's your deal. That's not my deal. Hey, um, look, you do your thing. It's not my thing uh, uh, at all. But I'm I'm here to tell you, folks, uh, the gay agenda is being aggressively pushed pushed in our public schools. You know, your sexual orientation, you keep that to yourself. It's not, my kids aren't your social experiment. It's not, it's just, it's it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. Uh, the children of your church folks, your, your, your neighbors, all these people, they're being affected by this. And you feel like you're helpless. Well, our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom and Delaware Family Policy Council has told me about this, so thank you very much, the great team over there. Alliance Defending Freedom. You go to Alliance Defending Freedom. Don't stress if you can't write this down. It's it's cool. AllianceDefendingFreedom.org backslash issues backslash public-education backslash K-through-12. If you go to Alliance Defending Freedom, you look for this, this uh, guide. Listen, it's not only going to help your um, – it's not only going to help your 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 uh your students. It's also going to help teachers. You know, there's a lot of teachers in schools that they're like, "Look, I'm a Christian and and I don't believe any of this stuff. This this is crap. I don't I didn't sign up for." You know, it's wrong. And I'm against it. But you know what? I have bills. I got to pay my bills. I cannot afford to lose this job. I have I have, you know, $150,000 in student loans. I I can't lose my job. 
Well, look, this will tell you what your rights are and how to do it without losing your job. You know what? In my book, I wrote a book. If you go to if you go to theninjapastor.com, theninjapastor.com, you'll there's a link there. You can click on it. You if you sign up there, you get a free excerpt of my book. Or if you go to amazon.com, um, you click on click on the link that's on my website. Take you to Amazon. Sign up there. If you bought my book through Amazon, please leave a review. Leave a comment. That's so important. You wouldn't believe how important it is. Um, but in my, in my book title is called Excellence Kill the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. And I talk uh, pretty extensively in that book about the public education system, and I'm going to be talking more about that in upcoming shows. Listen, you're speaking of education, keepers of the republic. That's who you are. That's who you are. You're, that's who we are. Listen, if we love liberty and freedom, we love our country. Contrary to popular belief, there's nothing at all wrong with loving your country. In fact, that's what we should do. It's what I love about Texas. Texas love they Texans love the state of Texas. They love it. They're proud to be from Texas. That's how we should be about America. But listen, folks, um, this past weekend you heard me talking about um, the. This was just an absolutely center for self governance. Mark Herr was here. Uh, Bill from New Jersey doing great training uh, throughout the week, and and on Saturday we had this huge snowstorm. It was unbelievable. But uh, the training was phenomenal. We were able to get the training in, uh, and and the interest has been so great. Uh, it stoked the the brush fires of freedom. And you say you want to do something. You say you look. You say I, look. I got to do something. Our founders clearly detailed that that we the people would keep the republic if we participated in our governance. But we're not. We we turned it over to the professionals, the politicians. Listen, self-governance requires education, it requires participation, sacrifice, determination, and you know what? You've got to have the belief that you can make a difference. You've got to do something, but what is that something that makes a difference? I'm here to tell you. Facebook posts, Twitter, it won't save the republic. Neither will rallies and voter drives. None of that stuff, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm all for that because it helps you. It helps us to know we're not alone. You see, because we think we're alone. We think we're the only ones in it. You'd be surprised to know how many other people out there are like, look, I, I love this country and I and I want I you know, I, I want to have fiscal responsibility. I, I don't want to have my family forced to do certain things. I don't want to be forced to buy insurance that I don't want. I, I don't want to be that guy who has to uh succumb to the government influence and something i don't want you say you want to do something well listen the facebook posts these memes that go around they're all great they encourage us we laugh we you know we we bond together we link arm in arm but that's not doing something it goes way deeper and if you truly want to do something of value you want to be empowered and equipped to do something effective to change this country this level one training class is coming to newark delaware Backed by popular man, Newark, Delaware, on April 18th, Saturday, April 18th. It's all day training. Uh, we've got some folks that have graciously opened up their space to us. It's wonderful. It's warm. It's going to be comfortable. We're going to have great food. You can bring potluck if you want. You can pack a lunch, whatever you want to do. Uh, it's where we have our kehala every Sunday. I'm telling you, it's a blast. I think for this, we're probably going to limit it at 50 people, and that will go fast. You want to reserve your seat now. Remember, that's April 18th. 
Saturday, April 18th. It's an all-day class. The time will fly. You'll be amazed. Here's what you do. Support and program requirement questions, anything like that. You want to you want to have more information, you email the following email. It's M Perkins. That's M as in Michelle Perkins at TN, which is for Tennessee, TNCSG or Center for Self-Governance, TNCSG.org. Website is centerforselfgovernance.com. Folks, you got to do it. You say you want to get this country back. If you mean it, if you mean to keep the republic, then you got to link arm in arms with us. It's 50 bucks, I think. I, I don't remember what I paid. 50 bucks, I guess. That's a drop in the freaking bucket. You got to do it, folks. You got to do it. If you are in Maryland, Delaware, um, Pennsylvania, uh, really the, the upper end of Virginia, D.C., New Jersey, this is all this is all accessible. This is all accessible. This is this is all reachable for you. It's a day trip. Hopefully in April we won't have snow, but listen folks, you know, you say you want to do something. Well, this is what you do. This is what you do. On today's uh, The Collision of Faith and Politics, I'm telling you, we have a guy, the first hour of our show, you know, we do another show on another network. It's one hour from 4 uh, to 5 on uh, Eastern Standard Time on another network. And you can listen to that one, too. Uh, we'd love for you. It doesn't cost you for either one, so we'd love for you to do that. But uh, come April, we'll only be on Blog Talk Radio, and we'll be two hours and we can do up to two hours a day, five days a week, or actually seven days a week. You know, we also do a Sunday show, Sundays with Dr. Sean, uh, one hour, 5.30 to 6.30 every Sunday here on Block Talk Radio. So if you click on follow, you you go to the web, uh, the um, Facebook page and click on is it sign up or follow. You just it's We don't share your information. We don't get a whole bunch of information. Just You have to do that in order to get linked in, and it'll, it'll, it'll put you right in and easy to listen to, all that stuff. But on today's show, our first hour, we had a guy I met, myself and my, my great, great buddy. Um, he is uh, – shout out to my peeps, by the way, down in Sussex County. I, um, I'm loving you all. And uh, breakfast was great the other day. I got two – one of my great, great friends, uh, he, he is in a big fight right now, and, and we're pulling for you, praying for you. And uh, we had breakfast with him and his sons and one of his sons' beautiful girlfriends. And both of his sons are, are active-duty military. We thank you guys. We thank you for doing what you do. And, and uh, you're awesome. I had a blast. we got to do it again, probably do it this coming week. Um, if I can make it happen, I want to do that. But um, big shout-out to you guys. Appreciate appreciate you. And let me give that um, let me give that email. Well, I've got people uh, sending me a message saying, hey, man, can you please give me that email again? It's M as in Michelle, you just type M though, Perkins, P-E-R-K-I-N-S, at tncsg.org. The website is centerforselfgovernance.com. Got to go there and do this. So anyway, so today we have on our first hour um, a guest who I knew when my buddy Jerry, uh, we met him I think a week ago at uh, the Harrisburg show, uh, outdoor show. It's really, really a guy you know immediately knows his stuff, 
and you know for a fact that he he is plugged in he he understands absolutely understands what it means to use your weapon in defense of your life or your family your home and the ramifications of that and so uh we have a nationally known second amendment expert uh life NRA member renowned attorney uh Sean Maloney and and let me just tell you today uh, listen if you're going to listen to any show today's the day we are going to frankly discuss some stuff here and what we're discussing today are issues that are critically important to every gun-toting American. And if you're a freedom-loving, liberty-minded citizen, and you appreciate, you have an appreciation for the Second Amendment, if you are a current concealed carry permit holder, or you're saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about it," or let's say you're riding around in your in your van and you've got uh, two signatures of your five. Uh, so you can go get your your uh, this this is a show you want to listen to you want to you want to be equipped with this this is important or if you're considering buying a gun for your home you say look I'm not going to carry a gun you know I'm not in the wild west I'm not going to carry a gun but phew, carry a gun but you say hey I, I want to have a gun in my in my sideboard I want to have a gun in the in the uh, nightstand next to my bed. Listen, this is a show. You can't miss this. And if you know people that fit that category, if this is you or you know and love people, get them to call in or get them to uh, get them to listen in. This is this is some serious stuff here. And and listen, you're not going to hear any bull. You're going to hear the truth. One of the things I liked about this guy, in addition to him being a Buckeye, in addition to the, that very important fact, uh, you're going to hear truth. And he gives you the truth in a way you're going to understand. And, and there's a lot of myths, too. Let me just say this. There's a lot of myths. Uh, on this topic, run around America today. We're going to provide real solutions for you. You know, you're you are the we, the people, and we, the people, we are true Second Amendment Americans. Listen, you you know, and and my guest Sean Maloney, uh, famed attorney, he knows the left's after your guns, folks. We all should know that the left's after your freedom and liberty. They don't like you being free. They don't like you having liberty. They don't like you having a say. Listen, in New York City, they tell you how big of a, a soft drink you're going to drink. You think the, if, if they tell you what kind of drink you can drink, do you really believe they have a problem taking away from your taking away your guns, taking away your access to ammo, AR-15 ammo? Do you really think that's the case? Listen, I'm going to have a guest on my show, one of my dear dear friends. His name is Dave. I'm going to tell you, he had a, a, a great company called Greenville Outfitters doing it the right way, the old way. And Dave and, and Karen uh, were shut down by the federal government through the banking system using because the, they sold guns. They sold hunting supplies, camping supplies, things like that. Gave you true mom-and-pop service, great personal service. The government shut them down, and they used the banks to do it. Well, this guy, Sean, I'll tell you right now, he spells his name different than me. He spells it, of course, the correct way, S-E-A-N. I spell mine S-H-A-W-N. Uh, but but uh, other than that, we're almost twins. We look almost exactly alike, of course. And um, Sean, welcome to the show. I really appreciate you getting on here and, and signing up for this and uh, and being willing to go a little bit longer today on this second hour. The first show, the numbers on the first show were absolutely astronomical and we're already seeing by the by the um the numbers here i mean it's it's just phenomenal so i'm glad to have my audience plugged in with you welcome to the show 
I, I appreciate being here. And after listening to everything in the beginning, really and honestly, the last thing I want to talk about is what I'm here to talk about. Gold Star families, I love you. What you've done. Nobody else can match the amount of service that you've given us. And uh, Sean's so right when you think the government isn't going to take care of you. So it's up to all of us. We know people who have children that are in Afghanistan or in Iraq or that are back there and and, and are back from there and need help. We have to reach out to these people because that's the reason why we sleep soundly at night, folks, is because of their sacrifice. And then, you know, the last thing you said, Sean, you're talking about Operation Choke Point. Operation Choke Point is shutting down the FFLs, the mom-and-pop retail firearms stores, all over the country, and I'm telling you that Operation Choke Point is after you. And I can give you the perfect example, and Sean, I know this isn't isn't why I'm on, but I buy firearms a lot. I'm an NRA instructor. I have a lot of them. I love them. I shoot them. Uh, I teach with them, and I purchased a firearm online in an online auction and paid for it using my Fifth Third Bank debit credit card. And the one transaction was a firearm in Texas, totally legal. FFL in Texas ships it to my FFL in Ohio. I paid for it on a Thursday evening, and I got an email back immediately that there's a problem, and I didn't have time to deal with it with a problem. So I went home and tried to get gas, put my debit card in the gas pump. It didn't work. I'm thinking, wonder what's going on. Uh, got home, got on the telephone, tried to pay for my son's tuition. The card was blocked. It didn't work. And so the next morning, I made a phone call, and I knew I was going to deal with customer service reps at the bank. And so I readied myself for that. And after I talked to two or three people, I finally get to the right person. You need to talk to Mike in fraud. And I'm thinking, well, our account's been hacked again. Someone got our information again, so I have to go get another debit card. He said, Mr. Maloney, before I unlock your account, which means that he sees my funds, They've locked my money, they've, they've, in, they've made it so that I can't spend money, my family can't spend money, and they never said anything to me about doing that. So he says, before we unlock your funds, I have a question to ask you that you have to answer first. Did you try to purchase a firearm using your fifth third debit card? And I said, yeah. Okay, we can unlock your account. I said, wait a minute. What's going on here? Well, it's our policy that if you uh, purchase a firearm using your debit card, we have to lock your account and verify that. And I've just started climbing the ladder with this issue, folks. Trust me, Operation Choke Point is, is affecting all of us. Think about that. Uh, my bank sees my funds because of a purchase that I made that's 100% legal. This is what your country is doing to you and me, and it's got to stop. And you know who can stop it? We can. 23% of the people that were eligible to vote voted last time around. The rest of the people never got off the couch. Call your neighbors, drag them out of the house, get them to the polls, and let's take this country back. Now I'm done, Sean. What do you want to talk about? Hey, you know what? I love that because this is this. these are issues near and dear to me. And let me tell you what, they're near and dear to our audience because most people don't know about Operation Choke Point. They don't realize, um, and really what it's affecting is – uh, the regular everyday people like you and me, and it's it's impacting people like my buddy Dave and uh, Karen Peterson. You know, they, they ran them out of business, for real. A viable, right. good, honorable business ran them out of business because they sold guns. And you see the president and all of his cronies, and it's a large group of people. It's a large group of people that hate what we stand for. They hate what we stand for. They don't know. They don't know. Listen, anybody watched the Oscars last night? 
you saw a bunch of crazy people giving crazy speeches. Uh, stuff in there, and you can you can look at what they're saying, and you, you look in two seconds, you can find out. Well, they don't even know what they're talking about. They're totally incorrect. You you had one group come out, and I like this guy. His name is John Legend. <coughs> Excuse me. He he is a phenomenally talented musician, but they do they do align uh, him and this um, spoken word guy, uh, Common, who's very very good. Uh, talking about hands up, don't shoot. You know, I have to tell you, you know, it's clear, and I know we're gonna, I know we'll probably talk about Ferguson. I know, you know, um, that poor guy, man. You know, that police officer has been so royally screwed to me by everybody in this country because we did not line up and and put a ring of people around that guy and say, "You're not touching this guy, gangbangers." Uh, criminals, robbers, thieves. You know, Michael Brown, he was nothing but a, a gang-banging uh, criminal who tried to get a gun from a cop so he could kill him because he didn't like the fact that the cop was calling him on what he did. And, you know, th- things like that, you know, uh, I know we're going to talk about your incredible company, of which I'm I'm a member of Second Call Defense and Ultimate Member and and uh, the Cadillac. You know, I'm I'm that guy. I like the Cadillac smooth ride and but we're going to talk about stuff today uh how many of you out there i know uh there's a lot of people right now going through your their minds the trayvon martin george zimmerman deal <coughs> they're they don't know the facts on this and you're the by, listen folks by the end of today that's why i want you to get a hold of your your friends and your family and if you can't listen to this whole thing uh listen to it on podcast literally about a minute after we close off this show today, and, and we go off being live, you'll be able to access the podcast. It's, you just download it as an MP3. You can send that around, refer people to the uh, website, our show page here on Block Talk Radio. Um, it, this, is, this is really and, and truly one of the most important things I think we could ever discuss. And, Sean, I have to say, you know, you are an attorney for 23 years. You've got a phenomenal record. Uh, you, your reputation is tremendous, and but somehow or another, you have chosen this area. You know, dealing with uh, use of firearms, defense, defense of people who who legally own firearms. H- how in the world did this happen? How, how did this happen? You went from, you know, just practicing other types of law to this. Well, as you mentioned, I've been a criminal defense attorney for 23 years, going on 24 years. And throughout the course of my practice, uh, I had an opportunity uh, to represent an awful lot of good people with firearms that were vilified because they used them, that were attacked because that's the way the system was set up to do, because they had a bad prosecutor or maybe a good prosecutor having a bad day. Or I can tell you that they've had out-and-out anti-gun prosecutors, anti-gun jurists, and people that – and I always point this out. They don't hate the gun. They hate us for having the gun. They hate us for standing up for our rights and for protecting and defending freedom. That's what they hate. And so year after year and case after case, I realized that the good guy with the gun needs some help. And then I realized that you know, 73% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Raise your hand out there if you have $10,000 cash in your nightstand for bond right now. And if you do, how are you going to get to it if you're in jail? 
And I, I mentioned on the other show that my wife said she always gives me a backhanded compliment that I've served more time in jail or spent more time in jail collectively than my clients have. And she's saying that because when someone gets arrested and they don't have bond money and I have a hearing the next day with my client, guess where I am preparing for it? I'm in jail beside them. I'm locked up with them. I hate it. It's a part of the job that I don't like. I, I like my liberty. I like my freedom. I hate the loss of freedoms, but I have to sit in jail with them and prepare them because they just don't have the means and the ability to afford bond. And even if they could, I always say, have you ever gotten bond for somebody? Do you know how to do it? Do you know how to do it at 2.30 on a Friday morning? Uh, and so really that's the way selfishly it came about. I, I realized that as an attorney, I know you need money for your best defense, and you need it immediately. And that's why I started the second call defense. Essentially, what second call defense does is provide immediate resources and money after you've successfully or after you legally use your firearm in self-defense. If you get arrested, we provide immediate bond. If you need an attorney, no matter where you're at in the country, we're going to provide you with a list of the top three attorneys where you are. We're going to retain that attorney for you if you're in jail and you can't. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got to stop you, Sean, fellow Buckeye. Uh, okay. I got to stop you here. Boy, hey, man, I didn't, I don't do anything wrong. I'm not a criminal. I, I go to the grocery store. I pay with cash. I don't steal any cigars or cigarettes. I don't I don't wave my gun around. I keep, I Listen, I, I have a good holster. I keep it in there. I train. I do all this stuff. I, I have my gun safely stored. You know, in my home, mm-hmm. I, I do everything right, man. Mm-hmm. I don't even park illegally. Why in the world would I need bail? Why do I need bail? I, I did things right. Well, let me start out by saying, giving a little story, then a little example that'll kind of drive this point home. I, Ronald Reagan was a great storyteller, and he never forgot a lot about what Mr. Reagan had to say from his story. So let's let's go back to last night. It's two a.m. We're sound asleep, and suddenly we're jarred awake. We don't know why. We find out later that somebody kicked our front door open, but we don't know why, but instinctively, we grab the firearm that we have in our bedroom for self-defense. In my case, I check, and my spouse, Debbie, she's sleeping, or she's in bed beside me. I sneak down the hall and make sure my kids are all right. They are. But as I'm trying to wipe sleep out of my eyes, I hear something downstairs. I don't know what it is, but I know that everybody I care about and everybody I love and I'm willing to die for are upstairs with me right now. So I'm kind of listening around the corner, and suddenly up the stairs, someone starts running at me, and I scream, stop, I have a firearm. There's something in his hand, and boom, I pull the trigger. To your point exactly, Sean, the moment I pull the trigger in my own home, I'm considered the defendant. And the person who kicked my front door open for whatever reason reason, is now, under American jurisprudence, considered to be the victim. And that's the way we start. And that's what's so hard for people to understand, is that... We're victim. We are defendants in our own home. We're the good guy with the gun. When we knowingly, intentionally pull the trigger, even in self-defense, it's a homicide. An affirmative defense is the, is essentially saying, "Yeah, I did it," but unfortunately, the police officer investigating what just happened with a dead body on the ground or a severely wounded body, they don't care about the butt part yet. They just know that someone's died, and that's the way things start. And justifiably so. So we provide training immediately after you use the firearm, how to handle that 911 call, how to handle the police officers when they get there. And that's the most important thing. Sean, I'm a multidisciplinary NRA instructor, and I can teach anybody out there 
how to draw draw from a concealed position and hit a business card with two shots in 1.5 seconds from seven yards. I'm confident you have all have the ability to do that, and I can teach you. But that's not what I do. I wanted to make sure that by our website and the services we offer, that you're the best educated, best trained legally so you know your rights moving forward and how to handle the worst phone call you're ever going to make as a 911 call and how to get through that and then how to handle the questioning when your house turns into a crime scene or the ATM that you're at turns into a crime scene. Oh, 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 I'm glad you used that terminology. Uh, Crime scene. Your house turns into a crime scene. Folks, I don't think people really, I don't think they really realize that when you use your gun, you know, we we see on YouTube and all these other places and throughout Facebook and Twitter, we see these videos and we love it. We love it when the bad guy, uh, when the bad guy gets it. We love that. I I absolutely love that. I I really do. I saw a video the other day of uh, these these, uh, Muslims throwing bricks at, this man and his German shepherds. He was just trying to get to his house. He wasn't, he wasn't bothering anybody, and they're throwing these bricks at him. And finally, this one German shepherd says, not one more brick is going to come out of your hand without my teeth being in you. And then for long, these, these, uh, these German shepherd dogs, boy, they had this guy down on the ground and were literally dragging him. Uh, I love that. That's karma. That's payback. I, I love that. It's getting what you deserve. But the thing is, we see these videos of people. Uh, there's one as uh, a pharmacist. You may have seen this. A pharmacist uh, is in there, and he's at the counter, and right there near the cash register, and and these two dudes are in there, and the one guy comes in, he's got a mask on, and he whips out a gun. And I must say, this guy's uh, draw to aim and fire speed was very quick, uh, the the pharmacist, but he didn't, you know, there was a lot of missing elements there, a lot of, you know, it was just a, it was, there was a lot wrong with it. But fortunately, nobody, no good guys got hit. The bad guys did get hit. But I see stuff like that, and and then I think about, listen, what comes next for this guy? First of all, if he doesn't own the pharmacy, he's probably losing his job. And I can tell you, Sean, that I, my, I had the same thoughts, and I, I watched that video this morning. And it just goes to show you uh, how things have changed in America to a certain extent. Uh, I mean, MSNBC and NBC, they'll show you the good things. They'll show you the good guy winning with a firearm, but they don't go into all the implications. And, Sean, did you notice, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners noticed, that the pharmacist was still firing shots when the man was running away, when the man turned and was moving away. Now, granted, you and I both know from the training that we've had and the experiences I've had that we don't automatically stop shooting in the middle of things just because someone turns away. We're, we're experiencing a lot of things, the physical and psychological responses to what's going on around us, and we're not controlled. But I can tell you that even though in our minds with what happened, it was clean, someone's still going to say, yeah, but you were still shooting at him as he turned and was running away. And they can make an issue out of that. And that's a perfect example how we all need an attorney immediately after we even knowingly and properly use the firearm on TV when everybody can see what's happened. Uh, There's a lot of cases, and that could still go to the grand jury. And so for the next two or three weeks, you have a pharmacist waiting to find out if he's still going to be tried for murder or second-degree murder. And then there's the civil implications that come in after that and waiting to lose his job. So that's a very good example of why you need a service and why you need an attorney, even when it's obvious you used a firearm in self-defense properly. What do you think will happen with that guy? Any ideas? Well, 
Yeah, I, I have a pretty good idea. Uh, I think the prosecutor, I'm, I'm not sure exactly where this took place, but no prosecutor wants to get out there and waste taxpayers' money. And certainly nobody, no prosecutor doesn't want to get reelected. And so it, with cases like that, that the public can see uh, that it was a good guy with a gun, chances are uh, things are probably going to be all right for him, especially on the criminal end. On the civil end now, depending upon what the law is in the jurisdiction, it's anybody's guess. And certainly, probably, you're right, the first thing that the pharmacist is going to do, even though he may have a firearm, is, is their attorney is going to say, you got to let them go. you got to shield yourself from liability. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so I know on your, uh, on your incredible website, secondcalldefense.org, you have, um, you have a, a access to a free report, and it's one of the best free reports I've ever seen in my life. And so I know you talk some about this on this, but but I want you to play the role of that pharmacist because because you know he's the guy as you as you emphasize and you talked about in our first hour, uh, he's the guy that should make that nine one one call, right? Not, absolutely. Not some not some customer, not some uh, sympathetic to the struggle and uh, to the guy who's robbing the joint. Guy should call nine one one. Hey man. Oh, uh, there's a guy, man, and the uh, pharmacist here, man. He just shot this dude, man. He wasn't doing anything. He just shot him. He's wearing a white coat for when you get here. It's the guy with the gun. You know, uh, you don't want that guy calling. But, but I want you to give our listeners, give you be the pharmacist. You playing the role of pharmacist. You call nine one one and you tell me what you would say and what you would do. If I was in that, in that position, and I can tell you that I've represented many people that never made the 911 call but were prosecuted solely on what the recording was put up with background noise and the insane, crazy things sometimes someone who's been involved in a shooting say. And that's the only reason why they were indicted. But in this case, I would call 911. I would say my name is Sean Maloney. I'm a pharmacist at Rite Aid and 4793 Willow Ridge Court. I was in fear for my life, and there's been a shooting. Send an ambulance and police. The area is now secure, and you hang up. You don't need to tell them anything. Whoa, 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 whoa. And remember, I know they. Hey, listen, I know the Oscars were last night, brother, but I got to enter. I, you know, I don't know that you're going to get an. I don't know that you're going to get an Oscar for that. What is this about hang up? You you have no duty to call nine one one in the first place. You're not under no obligation to stay on the phone in the second place. And if that nine one one operator is telling you, no no no, you can't hang up. You got to stay on with me. You don't have to hang up because you've given them everything that they need. And the sole purpose of the nine one one call is to summon help. They have all the information you need, and that's why I named this second call defense. Your first call is the 911. Your second call is immediately the second call defense. We're 24 hours a day, seven days a week. An attorney is going to be on that phone to calm you down, to listen to what happened, to make sure that you're doing things properly, remind you of your constitutional rights, and if need be, talk to the police when they arrive. The first thing yeah, you but, do. But, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. What in the world are you telling me? You're telling me. That because I'm thinking George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin, you know, he's a nice little boy. He was just trying to get him some Skittles and some tea. Uh, and, and, and you're telling me that I don't have to do what the 911 operator tells me to do? Like, they're, aren't they the police? 911 operator is 
no police officer. They have no arrest powers. They have no right to tell you what to do and what not to do. And I will stand beside Justice Jackson, who over the years gave probably the best legal advice that I've often quoted, and that is any attorney worth his salt will tell a client under no circumstances to make any comments to the police or have any discussions with the police whatsoever, so just shut up. Hmm. You, don't have a, you don't have a duty to do that. We're protected by Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination, and I'm saying this not because we have anything to hide. I'm saying this because after we've been in a threatening encounter like that, there's physical and psychological responses that make it almost impossible for us to even really know what just happened, let alone try to answer their questions. So if we do stay on the line and answer the questions, everything we're saying to them probably isn't true anyhow, and then what's that do for your attorney down the road? Right. So, you know, you've had that sudden rush of adrenaline, the neophrenephrine is in your system, your blood pressure rises, your capillaries are starting to close up to keep the blood around your, your, your key organs. You've got tunnel vision, hearing deprivation, you've lost your memory, you really don't know what happened. 911, how can I help you? And you're being recorded, tell me everything that happened. Mm-hmm. That's why oh. we practice summoning help. You know, one other thing that happens, and I'm, I, I have no idea how many rounds I've, I've put down range, but I've also... Uh, had to fire guns in cars and, uh, you know, buildings and things of this nature. And I can tell you that when you don't, you know, at a range, you have very controlled circumstances. But when you're in your house and you're just 30 seconds into being awake and you're confronted with uh, protecting your family and your home, you're not going to go grab your ears, your your hearing protection. And one of the other things is, is when you're on 911, you have just fired a firearm faster than you ever thought that you could. And you can't barely hear. I mean, your ears are ringing. And Absolutely. So you're probably raising your voice, which makes it sound like, oh, this guy is, this this guy is, is like he was out that he was out to kill somebody. So I you like what I, you said there. So 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 what do we do when we hang up? When you hang up, you call second call defense if you're a member. And I'm going to make it easier for you. Uh, on, on Sean's show, I'm going to make Ninja a special offer code in honor of Sean, Dr. Sean. So if you get on our webpage, www.secondcalldefense.org, it's all written out, and you get to an area where there's a recruiter ID number or there's an ID number for an offer code, I want you to type in Ninja. And then when you get your membership card from Second Call Defense, you're also getting a card back or a check back that pays for the first month. No obligation whatsoever. I want everybody to have the op- opportunity to experience their website, experience being a member of Second Call Defense, and taking care of everything with one phone call. And that's the key. So after you've made the phone call, the 911, you've given them everything they need. The attorney's going to answer the phone, assu- assess the facts, calm you down. We'll go through some deep breathing if it's necessary because everybody reacts differently. And we're going to make sure that you understand your constitutional rights. We're going to stay on the phone with you as the police arrive. And on many times, I've had a cell phone to my client's or my member's head, and I can hear everything that's going on. And I said, because you're in fear of serious bodily injury or death. That's why you brandished. Or mm-hmm. because that, that's why you use self-defense. And then after that, don't forget, when you knowingly, intentionally killed somebody in self-defense, and under common law, that's called a homicide. So there's somebody dead there. Chances are someone's going to go to jail or someone's going to want to take somebody to jail. And if the worst happens and you do go to jail, second call defense is going to have a bail bondsman there 
as soon as you can possibly be bailed out. Many jurisdictions, there's a schedule of what the bond amount's going to be. We're going to get you out. We're going to call your, your emergency contacts and make sure you can get a, a ride back from the jail from home. We're going to make sure that we provide you with a list, a short list of very competent attorneys, and this is the key, wherever the shooting takes place. I have people all the time, Sean, that, that call me and say, hey, can I retain you in case I use a firearm? I said, sure. Just make sure when you use it, try to do it within 30 miles of my office because that's where I'm, I'm at my best. <laughs> you need an attorney that knows every nook and cranny of the courthouse that probably worked on the judge's campaign, knows the prosecutor, knows every bailiff. That's what you need, and you're not going to get that when you're on vacation, when you're traveling on business, or when you're visiting uh, back home for Christmas. And so that's that's why you need uh, that protection wherever the shooting takes place. Because your your attorney in Cincinnati, Ohio, when you're when you're in Cleveland, Ohio, does you no good. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing I always want to point out. So if you need ongoing uh, defense costs, it's covered immediately. The money's going to be wire transferred to the attorney you choose. You need expert witnesses. We'll make sure that we get you those expert witnesses and they're paid for, whoever the best is for the facts of of the situation. We even offer psychological counseling. I mean, none of us know how we're going to react. But I want to make sure, Sean, when you're beside me in court, that you have your wits about you because we're going to be in a fight for our life. Uh, You know, I'm glad you said it uh, right when you did, said that right when you did, because a lot of people just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big struggle for them. Listen, I, you know, I, I just don't know if I could shoot somebody. And I like people when I'm, when I'm teaching people and, uh, you know, I'm engaging people on the subject of, of uh, firearms protection and, and, and engaging the Second Amendment in their, in their lives. I, I like it when they say to me, look, I, I'm just not positive I could shoot somebody. Then we can work through that then. But if you right. wait the time to decide, you're dead. Because the guy with the gun, the guy with the knife, uh, that that has come to take everything you own, it doesn't care about your emotional struggle. They're just going to kill you, just like ISIS. Man, they don't this. They don't lose any sleep over over. Oh, they they need jobs. That's why they're doing what they do. <laughs> that's not them. That's 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 ludicrous. But let's go. Let me. And I know that, that, that this has died down to some degree, and people now look at George Zimmerman and they say. Well, see, he was a nut job. Look, he's had run-in after run-in with the law uh, since you know this has happened. Now, several of them, uh, including the one with his ex-wife and the one with his girlfriend, were proven to be setups. That he did nothing wrong. These are just people trying to make money off this poor guy. But one of the benefits you have is up to five hundred dollars a day. I think I'm right on that. Up to five hundred dollars a day compensation while in court. You know, this Correct. guy lost his job. George Zimmerman lost his job. He didn't do anything wrong, as was proven. He lost his job. He he lost his livelihood. How does somebody like this live? And I think the, the majority of the American public don't realize, hey, I was in the right here. I'm not gonna lose my job. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose and even if you're self employed, George Zimmerman can go nowhere. He could go nowhere. He he pretty much can't go anywhere now. But, you know, you're so you're so right. Essentially, George Zimmerman's life is over. It, it, yeah. I mean, especially any normalcy of life. And d- make no mistake about it, what you said is exactly right. And don't you think for a moment that you're not going to lose your job? I've had client after client, and have friends of mine that practice law time after time that you know you're charged with second degree murder, or you're charged with felonious assault. 
your your employer really doesn't care what you're charged with. He has to put up with the fact or she has to put up with the fact that, wait a minute, you have a criminal or someone who's on trial for second-degree murder that works for you? And then plus, guess where you are? If this is going to trial, we're going to be in suppression hearings, motion hearings, show cause hearings, every hearing that you can imagine, and you're missing work. And if you get paid hourly or salary, you're not going to get paid. I want you worried about how we're going to win that motion or how you're going to go home a free man or woman, not how you're going to buy groceries, gas, or pay your mortgage. And that's another big reason why uh, we offer the money while we're there in court. And I've seen firsthand the financial devastation. I've been on the other end of bankruptcies because they have no choice. I've watched people spend their 401ks, borrow money, second mortgage or house, to afford to pay for proper legal representation. And then at the end, the money is still owed. Whether you're free or whether you're in jail, the money is still owed. Where are you going to get it if you don't have it? You know, we we just – I wanted to make sure that everybody had the ability for the best representation possible. And that's why we have it two ways. You can pay for it yearly if you want. But I have it monthly on affordable monthly payments. That way, everybody can afford it. And that was important to me because I didn't. I wanted again. I'm being selfish. I don't want to stay in jail any any longer preparing my clients, and mm-hmm. so I wanted to make sure that it was affordable for everybody also. And yeah, so it starts from eight ninety five. What about my homeowner's policy? Well, you know, I, I kind of feel foolish because one of the first things our torts professor taught us our first year of law school was better make sure you get a multi-million dollar umbrella policy. If you get it from the same company that insures your car and your homeowners, it's cheap. So for years, I've had a multi-million dollar umbrella policy on top of everything else. And then I learned that all these homeowners policies and liability policies, general liability policies, they have intentional act exclusions in them. They're not made for any intentional acts. We can't punch our buddy in the mouth, knock his teeth out, and then turn it into our insurance company and everything goes away. It's for accidents or to a certain extent negligent. So there's an intentional act exclusion, What means, Sean, when you knowingly, intentionally shoot somebody in self-defense and you had a legal right to do that, Despite the fact that it was legal, it's an intentional act, and they're not paying you a penny. And then beyond that, I was stunned when I learned that. And that was part of the impetus that got me to start this. I said, there's got to be a better way. And then I started looking at uh, the only other insurance that had been out there, and it was the NRA self-defense insurance. And part of the NRA's insurance is who insures second-call defense and reimburses our foundation so we can do what we can do. But even the NRA's insurance, which has been out for 19 years, the first thing in the policy, it states that we offer reimbursement only. After you're acquitted by a jury or a judge, you're no bill by the grand jury or the charges have been dropped. Because legally, they cannot pay anything until the charges are dropped because you, as a defendant in a criminal proceeding, you cannot benefit from insurance proceeds. It's the old saying, you can't kill your, you can't kill your wife and use the money, her life insurance, to keep you out of jail and spend the rest of it. That's kind mm-hmm. of along the lines, but I didn't realize that either. And then I realized that, wait a minute, I want to start something that can pay immediately day one, dollar one for criminal because that's what we need the most. And mm-hmm. that's when we created a foundation. Our attorneys advise us how to do it with some other tools that we put together that allow us to do everything up front. And then it's reinsured by the NRA's endorsed insurance program, and then we're allowed to do what we can do. Uh, we can provide the criminal benefits immediately up front. And, Sean, what happens as soon as you're acquitted? You're not going to go to jail. What, what are you going to get in the mail the next time? Congratulations. <laughs> you're going to get a civil suit. Wrong Exactly. You're sued immediately. There, and you know what? I never thought that I, as a criminal defense attorney, people would look at me like I'm the, I'm the good guy. I'm the guy who takes the high road. 
There's always going to be somebody out there that's going to sue you for something or try. Well, the the great thing about this and and our and our partnership with the National Rifle Association is there is, is there insurance offers civil coverage day one dollar one. As soon as you get the letter in the mail that you're being sued civilly, you're covered. And beyond that, what's amazing to me is that we offer you unlimited civil coverage. If it costs you a million dollars to defend your assets, you got it. If it costs you ten million dollars for your attorney to defend your assets, you got it. And then beyond that, civil suit damages protection. You know in the civil suit, it's not about right or wrong. It's about damages. It's about money. So if you should happen to lose and you owe damages for whatever you've done, uh, or let's say that a bullet was errant and hit somebody's car, so you're responsible for that, well, we have up to a quarter of a million dollars to, re- to reimburse you and to pay immediately day one, dollar one for that. And we've also added accidental shooting protection. And I, I've renamed it also called Firearms Liability Insurance. You and your listeners are going to love this. A very good friend of mine is Dick Heller, Heller versus Washington, D.C. Dick's a member. He's a recruiter. We're great friends. He called me one night. He said, Sean, you're not going to believe what the District of Columbia is thinking about doing. He said they're thinking of requiring everybody in the district who owns a firearm to have a minimum of a quarter of a million dollars of liability insurance. I said, that's ridiculous. In my mind, that's unconstitutional. You can't do it, but that's another lawsuit to to prove that. So I changed the name, and all of our members have liability insurance, a quarter of a million dollars. So if D.C. and the state of Illinois thought about it for a while, if they do that, you're covered. And then we have, with that accidental shooting protection, if you have a negligent discharge cleaning your gun at home, if you have an accident at the range, or even if you're in the woods hunting and have an accident and shoot somebody, you're covered. You're provided with a civil coverage and the same criminal coverage if someone gets you for criminal negligence. Uh, and then, of course, the National Rifle Association's insurance goes back and, and reimburses our foundation for everything that we've spent. It's kind of a self-fulfilling foundation. Uh, and then after that, the financial support that's available, uh, it's upfront money. I always point this out because nobody can offer this. And, I, and if somebody's out there telling you that they're going to offer it, flat out ask them if this is reimbursement or if this money is upfront. And they'll tell you the truth at that point in time. But we have upfront financial support, no out-of-pocket money ever, nothing to repay ever. We have immediate cash bond up to a quarter of a million dollars. Immediate retainer fees of up to $10,000. And remember, that's just to get your attorney on board. And people say, well, why does the attorney need money up front? Well, as a criminal defense attorney, I can tell you that for whatever reason, we seem to be stiff more than anybody else. I think if we don't get paid up front and we win, I think our client says, well, wait a minute. I was innocent. I shouldn't have to pay anybody anything. Well, then, of course, if we lose, they're on the way to jail and you don't stand a chance in hell of getting paid anything. And mm-hmm. so that's that's why the retainer money up front is important. And trust me, when an attorney knows that their bills are going to be paid, things go a lot smoother. And then what we also offer is the compensation in court that, that you talked about. Uh, and, and up to $500 a day, that's important. And then out of a... Uh, uh, a focus a focus group that we had, and we did several focus groups. We came up with uh, up to 40 sessions with your psychiatrist or psychologist if you need it. Let's face it, none of us know how we're going to react to the aftermath of this. And if you need the emotional help and the counseling, we offer that to you because I want my client standing beside me and judge in front of the judge, ready to defend themselves and and not worried about their their emotional condition. So those are just a few of the things that we offer. You know, along with uh, all the training, the monthly newsletters, the uh, the newsletter or, or the the article that you talked about. It's probably 45 pages long that we worked on. 
In the website, you're going to find how to handle the 911 call, the five things you want to make sure you do after you use a firearm in self-defense, the seven things you never want to do. I do live webinars for our members. I do on-site training for our members. When I travel around, I always let everybody know. And we try to make sure that we have the best educated people out there so they know their rights and they know that what they did was right and how to protect themselves for the aftermath of, of using a, a firearm of self-defense. I always say, you know what, you defended yourself and your family. Now let us defend you criminally and, and, mm. and in court, and we'll take care of it with one hey, phone call. Tell me about um... – and I and I think you know there's there's I don't think this I know this there are many many real stories out there of good people who got crushed by the legal system. One of them that comes to mind is the story, true story about J. Rodney Lewis. Can you tell our listeners uh, about J. Rodney Lewis? Sure. Uh, J. Rodney Lewis uh, had the unfortunate uh, instance to number one be in the, the Cleveland, Ohio area. And, and that'll become important later, and I'll, t- I'll tell you some more what happened. But he was in his house with his girlfriend when uh, a drunk, crazed felon, drug addict, kicked his door in and started beating his girlfriend. Well, he defended his life and his girlfriend's life and shot this guy. He was immediately arrested. He was tried and sentenced to 18 years of life to prison. And he was in prison before people took an interest and said, wait a minute, this is crazy. And they got him out, and so the, the sentence was set aside. And this is stuff that, uh, that Sean, I know you know a little bit about Rodney, but you didn't hear this in, in the video, and you didn't hear this in most of the stuff you read. So he was, the Supreme Court, the state of Ohio said, let him go. Well, he was immediately recharged by the prosecutor before he was let out, and it took him almost another 10 months to get bonded out after that. And then everything went away. But he was a relatively – he was an innocent man defending the life of himself and his girlfriend, used a firearm in his own home, and still went to jail. So to me, that's called a nightmare, and mm. for him that was reality. And so things like that happen, and unfortunately – you, you never know who you're going to get as a as a prosecutor, who are you going to get as a police officer. Uh, police officers are just doing their job, and they're turning over what they have. But you can always get a police officer, a good police officer on a bad night, uh, mischarges people. I've had people who have legally and properly brandished, and the police officer didn't know what to charge, so the client gets charged with felonious assault on a Friday night. In Ohio, a felonious assault is going to bring you a $100,000 bond. And so now let's go door to door with a 23 year old pregnant wife and try to collect a ten thousand dollars cash. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing that that kind of that started this. But again, many many times, a good guy with a firearm, an innocent person, is forced to use that firearm, and the result of that protecting themselves is somebody's injured or somebody's de- has died. And it's a homicide, like I said. We have an affirmative defense of self defense, but it's affirmative because we have to assert it. And we have the burden of proof to move forward with that in the state of Ohio and prove that we that by a preponderance of the evidence it's 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 low that we properly use the firearm in self defense. But then the prosecutor can feel free to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that we didn't and that we should be punished uh, for defending ourselves. You know, uh, and I can hear a lot of people in the audience. I have one of the best informed audiences out there, but I can hear people saying, "Look, this can't happen to me. That, that kind of thing only happens in bad neighborhoods." And I don't go looking for trouble, so if I don't go looking for trouble, everything is fine. 
And even if somebody did attack me, I'm just going to call the police. And like you said, you know, the police are good people. But you know what? I'll tell you something. And this is a trend. This is a trend that the the, uh, Obama administration, the Hussein Obama administration, has uh, stripped the military as best he can of true uh, conservatives. Because, you know, the military used to be full of conservatives. And police departments used to be full of people who understood the Constitution and uh, sought to defend it. But now, you know, they make the college – look, I have 11 years of postgraduate education, so I'm not dinging college. And you have a ton of postgraduate education, so you're not dinging college. But let's be honest here. Uh, when you make a police officer, they have to have a four-year degree and, and all of these other things. You're not getting a better police officer. What you're getting is somebody who for four years or more has been educated in the ultra-liberal um, post-secondary education system and are most likely anti-gun. You say, well, why would they be anti-gun and be a police officer? Uh Police officers are told regularly, look, your gun is the last tool. It's the last tool. That's why we don't give you a ton of training on that tool. We give you the minimum so that you can be proficient in it. But we're not looking for you to be a gunfighter expert because you're going to use your mind. You're going to use your reasoning. You're going to use your words. You're going to use your strategy, your problem solving. That's what you're going to use. And you're going to be dealing with people who have been disenfranchised, the underserved communities. And so, you know, and look, we these people, there's a lot of crazy people out there running around with guns that, uh, you know, they they just they want to be cops. You know, they want to be cops. And Woodlands, this Tea Party, this, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, religious extremist groups, you know, the president and, uh, and, and Holder and Jay Johnson just said, look, you know, we have just as much problem out of, out of uh, religious extremist groups that are they're not Muslim than we do with Muslim. So you've got those kind of police officers out there, and they no longer understand the Constitution. They just do what the political system that's in power tells them to do, and that is, look, guns are bad. You've got people in, in the state of Maryland, I'm sure you've heard this, in the state of Maryland on the I-95 troopers, Maryland state troopers, uh, pulling people over, off of a list, off of a concealed carry or a gun registry list, traveling through. Up, oh, yep, cross-referencing it. Yep. They, how do they know this guy even has a gun? And what he's got a FOID card. To? He's got a FOID FOID card that said he had the permission to purchase a gun, and they keep a list. And that's why when people start talking about universal background checks, it, oh. it, none of us want people and, and criminals and felons and dangerous people to own firearms. But that's mm-hmm. not what universal background check's all about. That's about checking my son. If I give my son a shotgun, my, I pass my great-great-grandfather's shotgun, which was passed to me, down to him. The universal background check says he has to have a background check to make sure he can legally own a gun. Mm-hmm. But it goes beyond that because, Sean, how, do the, how, do the, how does the government know that I gave my shotgun to my son? Mm-hmm. The only way it works Registration, universal background checks equals universal registration equals universal confiscation. It's happened everywhere in this world. Look it up. And it's going to happen. They want a list for a reason. This started with the harassment of the Maryland Police Department, and it goes on from there. And so when, when these groups start screaming and when the Senate wants to pass universal background checks, no, they want, they, they want a, reg- a registry of everybody's firearms. And that's what it comes down to. And the government will say, the government accounting office will say that the only way universal background checks will work is if all the guns and all the firearms are registered. 
And do you want to give your government a list of everybody who has a firearm? Given the fact that there's 400 million firearms in America now, it's a pretty, pretty safe bet that a lot of us do. But still, I mean, the Obama administration itself has, has proven that government can't be trusted. No. They can't be trusted at all, and and uh, we know when the man, when Hussein Obama's lips are moving, we know he's lying. You know, if you want to keep your doctor, if you want to keep your doctor, keep your doctor. If you like your doctor, keep your doctor. Uh, that you're going to save money. That the majority of people on this are going to save money. Hey, it's easy to sign up. You know, we know everything this man says is a lie. We he says, look, I'm pro Second Amendment. I'm pro Second Amendment. I, I'm I'm for the Second Amendment. I'm. No, I'm not out to get your guns. As he then pushes he talks for the UN Arms Trade Treaty, as he as he has as as he pushes and hides uh, fast and free us under the carpet, as he as he takes uh, ammunition ban, as he forces the EPA to go after lead-based ammunition, and it goes on and on and on, and, and the backdoor registration. We let the president of Mexico stand before our Congress and complain about the fact that Americans have too many guns because they're coming across the border and my people are dying. You should you should restrict their Second Amendment rights. All the while, it was our own government that was gun-running, continuing legal enterprise, fast and furious, whatever you want to call it. They're taking guns illegally across the border, hoping the bodies would stack up enough, and so this would happen, and it did. And what was the byproduct of that? If you buy multiple firearm purchases of semi-automatic sporting rifles, you're on a registry, and that registry is sent to the BATF. So they got part of what they wanted. If you live in a border state and you buy more than one semi-automatic sporting rifle, it's, there's a list and you're on it, and it's going to the government somewhere. So don't think that they don't tread on your rights every time. And don't think – I spoke to a, a school at Miami University, uh, to a, a government class, and this brand-new professor is having a class on the Second Amendment and has invited me with four different classes. I'll be speaking there throughout the year. There's different speakers that are coming in. And so I got a chance to take a look at the generation that's in college right now that really have to clean up this mess. I came back and I felt pretty good about the peop- the kids that I talked to. But they're misinformed and probably to a certain extent malinformed. And like you said, they're beat with the baton of liberalism every day. And as two of my, my oldest sons are in college right now, and I tell them constantly and they fight constantly and they stand up for their rights and they make sure the professors know the way they feel. And I think probably... Their grades suffer because of it, but at least they fight back. But just know that there are some people out there uh, in their colleges that, that want the kids to know. But unless they have the education, unless you all, we all are properly inf- informed and can stand up for our rights, that gives us the power to do what? To hang up on that 911 operator when she says, wait a minute, you can't hang up. Well, yes, you can. It's called the Fifth Amendment, and there are people dying today to make sure I still have those constitutional rights. And that's another reason why you want to thank a Gold Star family, because every scrap of paper that was written by our founding father has been preserved for our freedoms and somebody's blood, and we can never forget that. Amen. I'll tell you what, that's a fact right there. Let me um, let me pivot here a little bit, because I want to – we only have about 14 minutes left, but um, – I hear a lot of people say, look, I pay my taxes, so the public defender, why why do I need to hire an attorney or pay for this service? I have public att- uh, public defenders. You know, they're good people. They went to law you know, school. 
And I agree. I have a lot of friends that are public defenders, and I've practiced against uh, uh, and with a lot of public defenders and different prosecutors, and they do a good job, but they have limited means. Uh, They're getting paid whatever their hourly fee is and have a certain amount of money that they can spend on your defense. So if you're relying on a public defender, you're relying on an attorney with limited resources. I promise you every attorney out there is going to zealously fight for your rights within the bounds of the law, but you know what? Sometimes it takes an expert witness. Sometimes it takes two or three expert witnesses to make everybody understand, you know, why it's happened. I uh, was a consultant on a case where uh, there was a shooting at the front door of, of, of these folks' house. They called 911. Uh, the perpetrator who was beating the husband was shot in the leg. And what do we as a good guy with a gun do? I have the wife on, an, on the call with 911 applying direct pressure to the guy that tried to kill her husband. He goes to the truck to put his firearm away because the police are coming and he doesn't want to be standing over somebody with a gun in his hand, which was smart. But for some unexplained reason and reasons that he can't even explain because he doesn't even remember making the statements, he starts screaming and you can hear it on a 911 call in the background. You son of a bitch, I hope you bleed to death. You're bleeding like a stuck pig. I should have shot you again. He has no recollection of making those comments, but again, it's the adrenaline, it's the neophrenephrine, it's the loss of time and space. He makes those comments that are heard by the prosecutor. It's an otherwise perfect shoot. The prosecutor couldn't explain, didn't know about all the psychological and physical uh, reactions to a threatening encounter, but he had this on tape, and he said, you know, Mr. Maloney, after I, I got involved, he said, I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't explain away those comments, and so that's why he was indicted. And that's why we make sure we know our rights. We give limited information to summon help. We're not trying to hide anything. It's all going to come out. And, oh, by the way, there's not a police officer in this country that's required to make a statement immediately after they're involved in a shooting on on the job. They don't have to because Mm -hmm. they understand. They have psychological treatment, and then they'll have their own attorneys. All I want is my members and the people I represent to have the same advantage that a police officer does. And that and are our constitutional rights protected? Well, ultimately, it comes down to this: that um, you know, I I'm not. Uh, a lot of these public defenders are super liberal, uh, but they're good people. They're you know, hey, they get their hearts in the right place, but they're they're generally very very liberal because they really believe that by and large. You know, most of the people in jail are wrongfully, especially the black ones. You know, they're wrongfully, uh, wrongfully. I, I talked to a guy the other day, and and a good, a very good black friend of mine, and um, one of the guys at his work got arrested, and uh, he, you know, he was out on bail, nothing for nothing good. He got arrested for for drug dealing and and violence, and he knew he was going to do a stretch. He knew he was going to do a serious stretch, but he says, "Why? How can you be so sure?" that they're going to put you away for a long time. He said, you know, because I've been put away before. He's like, what? You've been put away before? Yeah, yeah, I've I've done time before. Well, I thought you said that they're, they're railroading you. They're doing – yeah, they are. That's how they do. And then after he got put in jail, his record was released because, you know, that was all suppressed during the trial. Mm-hmm. A, this guy's a hardcore criminal. This guy's a hardcore criminal. You know, so we've got a lot of misconceptions out there, and it's not a black or white issue. It's a, it is a people issue. There's a lot of, a lot of bad people out there who are doing bad things, and they don't care about you. 
They don't care. They're going to break into your home because they want to get your money. They want to get your guns. They want to get you. They want to get what you have because they don't want to work for that. They don't want to do what you have done. They don't. They don't. They want to cut to the chase. You know, it's it always used to crack me up, and when I would talk to people, and and they would say, oh well, you know, the CEOs they got it so good, they make all that money. I said, well, you know, the CEOs work eighteen hour days. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, I'm not doing that. So, well, if you want to be CEO, that's what you got to do. You got to work eighteen hour days. You got to be willing to drop a hat to travel places and stay in hotels and work long hours and and take huge risks and all these things. If you want that, you got to go to college. You got to go or to trade school or whatever it is. You know, whatever industry you're in, you got to do all that. You got well, I'm not doing all that. But I got to have my free time. Well. These are the same people that are voting. You know, uh, it's, the gun issue blows my mind how ignorant people are on guns. And I know with your heavy involvement with the NRA and and so many, and thank you for your efforts there. The facts about guns in America are more pro-gun than anything ever. We, why do we do such a bad job? Putting the facts out there, though, that's something I don't understand, and well, it seems that's something gun politicians don't either. Well, and that's something that, that you and I and all your listeners of gun owners, we should never hide who we are. Engage people in conversation. Talk about your Second Amendment rights. Talk about your ability to protect yourselves. Chances are they're gonna they're gonna think like you, and they've just never had anybody say, "Hey, do you want to go to the range?" That's a great way to convert somebody or to make sure that the solid foundation is there. Get them out shooting. Get them out enjoying the, the shooting sports. And, you know, Sean, something you said that really hit home when you talked about the you know, public defenders and some, and, and, and some liberal attorneys and anti-gun attorneys, uh, you also have to remember there are a lot of criminal defense attorneys out there that don't have an experience actually representing somebody that's innocent. So they're not quite sure how to handle things. When I have a client who legally and properly used a gun in self-defense, I'm a criminal defense attorney. He or she is a defendant. Huh, I have somebody that's actually innocent. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I always throw that out there that you need somebody that, that's experienced in, with firearms and self-defense to drive that point home because there's a lot of attorneys out there that they're defense attorneys and they've had very little experience of actually representing somebody that's actually innocent, especially a public defender, for the same story that you just told. Mm-hmm. So that's important to know. And and uh, you said something else that I just want to point out. Make sure, folks, that if you made a decision that you're going to defend yourself with a gun or you're going to use the gun in self-defense, make sure you've made this decision ahead of time because in the 1.5 or 2 seconds that you have to make a decision to draw that firearm and to protect your life, you have no room in there for discussion and philosophical debate with yourself on whether you can take a human life. We mm-hmm. need to decide that our lives, the life of our, our, our kids and our, our wives are more important. And people often ask me, you know, oh, you're just paranoid. Why do you carry a gun? I carry a gun for one reason, and that's so I can walk through that kitchen door every night and kiss my wife and kiss my kids goodnight. That's why I carry a firearm. Awesome. That's why I do it. Hey, somebody just sent a great, great question. And uh, what if something happens? Let's say you and your kids are at the range, or you're, you know, somewhere, and and you're 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 shooting your guns, you're practicing whatever, and something happens uh, while your children are, let, let's say they're shooting a twenty-two at a range or something, 
and uh, there's some sort of ricochet or even a malfunction of the gun, somehow or another somebody else gets hurt from something coming off of a weapon or something related to your kids, you're at the range. How would that be handled? What 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 do we do with that? There's a couple of different things that 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 take place. Uh, as a second call defense member, and has the uh, the accidental shooting uh, protection memberships and 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 part of the insurance program, for example, part of that's going to flow to the children because you're essentially responsible for what those kids are doing, and you're there and you're supervising, and so. Uh, there's the possibility, and I always say possibility is, is fact-specific, that the NRA's portion of the accidental shooting coverage is, is going to cover you. But even more important than that is, and I say that this is one of the biggest, by far the, the biggest advantage to second call defense is we formed a, uh, the Second Amendment Foundation. And the reason why we formed this foundation was because we wanted to have the ability to cover things that the that the insurance companies couldn't cover or wouldn't cover. So it was totally independent and up to us as to what we want to cover. And I can tell you that if a child is involved in a self-defense shooting or an otherwise accidental shooting uh, with a good heart, that we're going to step out there and we're going to take care of them and we're, we're going to cover them. And so there's, there's, it's kind of twofold. Uh, you being responsible for your child's actions – are covered through the insurance that way, and then with second call defense, we have the foundation out there with the ability to to take care of things also. And we'd be fools as a company not to protect our clients' children. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I'm looking over all of the different things, and uh, you know, you've really put a lot of thought. And like I said, I get approached all the time. People want me to uh, promote their products or uh, or even buy ad space on the show, and I look at their. I look at, and you haven't bought a penny. Now, this, you know, let's be honest here. You haven't paid a penny to be on my show today. You have not whatsoever. Not a penny. And in so, fact, you've paid me to become a member. There you go. There you go. So, uh, you, you know, the bottom line is, is um, I've looked at a lot of different uh, companies. There, there aren't that many that do this, but the ones that do, I've looked them over, and I tell you the truth. I, I struggle. I really do struggle with them because there are so many gaps. But I look at yours and I see, you know, everything across the board. And I think, man, this this is a no-brainer. This is an absolute no-brainer. And I love the guarantee. I love that. So what you do, I'm getting a ton of messages. People are saying, you know, well, okay, so this sounds great. I want to learn more. I want to get that free report. You go to secondcalldefense.org. SecondCallDefense.org. You can get that free report, put your information in. If you say, look, I want to sign up, you put in there under recruiter, you put in there, isn't it recruiter or something like that? Yeah, it'll say recruiter ID number. And that's where I want all your listeners to put Ninja in there. Okay. So you put Ninja in there. And you get a free month. You'll get a free month. And the way it happens, folks, and it's the only way that legally I can do this because I can't buy insurance on somebody else. It, the regulations on the insurance industry are crazy. But what what happens is you sign up, you put all your payment information, you put Ninja. As soon as that, that comes through and we see that, you're going to get your membership card. You're going to get your first lesson on how to handle the 911 call and other information that we're going to give you. And you're getting a check from us to pay for your first month that you just paid for. And that check comes immediately. It's yours. Put it in the bank. And if you don't like it after 30 days, 
you see something you don't like or you want to go with something else, feel free to cancel any time. But please drop me a line and tell me why because I've, I've, I've done everything I possibly can and dedicated a few years to make sure that this was the best that it could possibly be out there. And and it's that that important to me. Uh, every Every morning I get out of bed to fight for our Second Amendment rights because I know there's somebody that gets out of bed to take them away. And I know the importance of our Second Amendment and our importance of liberty and what everybody fights for every day. And so that's why this thing was created, and I tried to make no holes in it. So you can sign up, use Ninja as the code, and you'll get a check back. It's, there's, there's not going to be anything that pops up and say your free month is applied because you still essentially pay for it. But before you have to pay for it, you got to check in the mail. Mm-hmm. That that's yours, and, and that's the way it has to be done. So feel free to take a look. I have a ton of free content on that website, and the reason why I do that is because an informed society is a strong society. When you know your rights and you know the law, they can't push you around anymore. And I love to change the tone in, in, in somebody's voice when they realize that the person they're talking to knows more about the law than they do. Awesome. It helps a hey, lot. Hey, you know what? I hate to say it, but boy, this 90 minutes went fast. Thank you so much for joining us. Would you be willing to come back with us again? Anytime, any day. This is so good. I, I, Sean, I love what you do. I listened to you, you you know, before we got started. I love your listener, your audience, the Gold Star families. Don't forget them. Don't forget the people that are fighting for your freedoms, and, and I'll be here for you, Sean, anytime you want me. Awesome. Welcome back. I'll be talking soon. Thank you, America. We appreciate you joining us. Come back again. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio. And check out all the free messages, archive shows, and buy Dr. Sean's critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, at www.drshawngreener.com. Join us during the week. And in the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining us in this fight. <laughs>